0: Welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Just play softly, every head bowed, every eye closed. This morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the presence that you are feeling right now, that you're experiencing, is unlike any other. This is something that we don't, we, we can manufacture ourselves. This is something that we don't, you know, uh, even try to manufacture. All we simply do is come knowing that we're coming to one person, and that is our God. And he does everything else. He takes care of everything else. One of the most important things to our God is your salvation. Whether you have a personal relationship with him. That's the greatest miracle anybody can ever receive. I received it over 40 years ago. Many of us have received that same miracle. But today is your day. Today is your day for your miracle. And I want to pray for those of you that say, you know what, I don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't have him in my life. Or maybe you say, you know what, I I used to have him, but I don't know if I still do. I've kind of drifted. I've kind of gone astray. I've kind of gotten away from him. And God says, that's okay. You're in my house. That's why I brought you here, because I want to bring you back. This is a new year. This is a new beginning. This is a new era. This is what God is doing all over the world. We heard about an end time revival. The revival begins with you and with me. And this morning, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you want Jesus or you want to come back to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right there where you're at. On the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your hand from all over this place. You say, I want Jesus. God bless you. Come on, raise it high. Just raise it high. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Come on, there's families here. You need Jesus. Is there anybody else? This is what I'm going to ask you to do right there in your seat. Okay? Right there in your seat. I'm going to preach in just a little bit. Right there in your seat. This is what I want you to do. I want you to say this prayer from the bottom of your heart. And then right after the service, we handed out these yellow bags to all our newcomers. There's a room that we want you to go to immediately right after the service. It's the glass room. It's our welcome center because we want to connect with you. But from all over this place, those of you that raised your hand, and I want to ask the church to join us. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Say, Jesus, I come before you, and I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life and begin something new and fresh in me. Change me, Lord. Forgive me of all my sins. And I declare that you, Lord Jesus, are my Lord, my God, and my Savior. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give Jesus a good, good hand of praise. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles and open up to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to let you. Or, a matter of fact, you can go ahead and be seated. We'll read it together. 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 2, and while you're turning there, I want to thank my pastor for the privilege to be able to minister this morning. It's good to have you back, pastor. Amen. And, uh, um, well, I won't tell that funny story. I'll say it later. (laughs) But it's also good to have Sister Chica with us. Amen. Pastor Chucky's wife, who is going to be ministering next week. You don't want to miss out. It's going to be powerful next week. All the way from South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa. Amen. And listen, God is using them in a tremendous way. So it's good to have Sister Chica. I know that she sang, I believe, last week. As well, amen. So, man, watch out. (laughs) They're small, but they're powerful. (laughs) First Corinthians chapter 2. Everybody have it? One verse, and then we're going to turn to Proverbs 29 18. Verse number 9. But as it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things. Say the things. Look at somebody and tell them the things which God has prepared. Think about that. Which God has prepared. The things which God has prepared. For who? For them that love him and are called according to his purpose. How many love God this morning? How many love God this morning? Then listen, you need to go get a hold of this scripture. And more importantly, it needs to get a hold of us. Because God has prepared great things for us. God has prepared them. Not man, not your spouse, not your children, not your, your, your career, not your occupation. God has prepared great things for you and I in 2023. In Proverbs 29:18 reading the message bible it says if people can't see what god is doing they stumble all over themselves but when they attend say when they attend to what he reveals they are most blessed how many want to be how many want to walk in the most blessed life of god Oh, you didn't hear me this morning. I'll try this side. How many want to walk in the most blessed life that God has for you? Then if we want to walk in that blessed or most blessed, then we got to see what he reveals. And our pastor's been speaking on that. He started the year by speaking about clarity of vision. Okay, I wake up every morning with Goog in my eyes. Don't laugh. You do too. Huh? That's why the moment you, you open your eyes, you try to focus, but you can't. Some of you, your eyes are stuck. You know, some of you didn't. You know, some of you ladies, you didn't take up the mascara the night before, so it's super glue now. Hello, somebody, huh? Or if you went to bed with your false eyelashes, now they're crooked. Come on, let's be real this morning. Hello, and I won't even talk about the funky breath we all wake up with. Now the thing is this, is that we all wake up with blurry vision. But many of us have possibly been walking in blurry vision too long. And that's why we need to get clarity of vision. We got to get a hold of, of what pastor ministered a few weeks ago. And realize that, man, we don't have to walk this year not knowing what God wants to reveal. Last week, Pastor Phillips spoke about if you can't see it, Hello, somebody. Huh? Proverbs 20. Or can you see it? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. I did too. I just forgot the title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> can you see it? See, because if you can see it, like Proverbs says, you and you attend to it, you will be most blessed. You know, when I was in high school... Believe it or not. Look at somebody in town, Pastor I was in high school. We were getting to play our we're getting ready to play our rivals. And the night before, and Pastor Ronnie knows, Pastor Ronnie went to Franklin. They were one of the teams that we would play, you know, one of the schools that we would play from uh, from, you know, the school that I was in, we would play them. But we were getting ready to play Marshall High. And the night before, I had a dream. I dreamed that I intercepted a pass. Now, I didn't finish the dream, because when I, when I saw it, you know, I woke up right after that. So the day of the game, we're playing. I played, I was playing inside linebacker, you know, and, and, I, and the quarterback dropped back, so I dropped back. Okay, hello. I, I still got the moves, hey. <laughs> I dropped back. And they teach you as a linebacker, keep your eyes on the quarterback. But then also keep a broad vision to see where the receivers are going. So I'm dropping back, and I'm eyeing the quarterback, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see the receiver start cutting across the middle. So I start making my way that way. I'll do it in slow motion, Heisman. (laughs) And the quarterback throws it, and guess what, Brother Titus? I was playing without glasses. I couldn't even see the eyes of the quarterback. Just like I can't see you right now. But nevertheless, I did see the runner, the the receiver coming across. I saw his head go that way. So I said, I'm going that way. He threw it, and I just put my hand up. God is my witness. I put my hand up and the ball hit my hand. It went straight up. I got it, and I was off. I was running towards the the end zone. Man, I was getting so tired. I was glad they tackled me. I'm serious. I'm I'm being honest. Man, when they tackled me, I was like... Because I was running out of gas. The last thing you want to do is run out of gas and fall short on your own. Amen? (laughs) At least I can say, hey, they tackled me. They they just, you know, like within the five-yard line, they tackled me. But I saw it. I hit it. And I got it. How do we get God? How do we see God bring to pass what he shows us? How do we see God bring to pass what he shows us? We see it come to pass by being obedient to what he shows us. Paul the Apostle in Acts 26.19 says this, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. In other words, Paul the Apostle saw it, and he says, I was obedient to it. I was obedient to it. What is obedience? I, I defined obedience like this doing what God wants us to do, God's way, so that God can bring about his results. Obedience is doing what God wants us to do, God's way, so that God can bring about his results if we want to be see God bless our life bless our marriage bless our family bless our business bless our ministry then we must be obedient to the vision that he gives us for our life the vision that he gives us for our marriage the vision that he gives us for our family the vision that he gives us for our business the g- uh, vision that he gives us for our ministry Psalms 128, verses 1 through 4, a scripture that is very dear to my heart, because when I proposed to my wife, I told God, I said, God, I don't want to build this marriage on what I would have built it on if I was in the world. I want to build it on something from you, a promise from you, and God gave me this scripture. In Psalms 128, verses 1 through 4, it says, blessed are all who fear the Lord who walk in obedience to him. You will eat of the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. See, we are a vision-driven Purpose-driven, mission-driven ministry. And this is what makes our ministry unique. Somebody say amen. amen. For over 54 plus, we, we heard it today, 56, right? 56 years. Our founders have been obedient to the vision God has given, Victory Outreach. Mario Morillo said this about our founders. Pastor Sonny and Sister Julie have obeyed God in ways we will never know. Why is our ministry an international movement? It's because our founders have been obedient to what God showed them God wanted to do in them and through them. And listen, vision from God brings about, you know what, an obedience. If we, if we give ourselves to it, it brings about, you know, if we catch it, I should say, it will bring about an obedience because we want to see God do the things that he promised he would do. And so, how do we get vision? How do you and I get vision? And let me say this. The last few weeks, some of you have already gotten vision. This is why the next step for you is to be obedient to it. But for those of us that haven't gotten a vision yet, how do we get it? This only happens if we get before the Lord and cry out to him to show us what he wants you and I to do. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call unto me. Hello, somebody. You call everybody except God many a times. I'm going through something. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to call that person. I'm going to call, you know, George over here, I'm going to call Mary over here I'm going to call Bill I'm going to call the horoscope God says this call them to me and I will answer you and show you and show you And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Listen, you want vision from God? You want to get a hold of what God wants to really do in your life and in your marriage and in your family and in your business and in your ministry and in our movement? That it is time to get before God and say, God, show me. See, something happens when God drops it in our hearts. The same thing that happened to our founders. The same thing that happened to Pastor when when he took on the gang. What happened? God showed them what God wanted to do through their lives. And when he dropped it, it lit them up. Our founders for 56 years have been driven, have been compelled have been led, have been provoked by what God showed them back when he was in San Diego and God, you know, he was seeking God for three days. He was praying. He was fasting. He was desperate. He was crying out to God. And he said, God, I need to know what it is that you have for my life. And God said, I want you to start a ministry, a church for drug addicts and their families. And God then gave him another promise. Listen, the appropriate time, your descendants are going to arise and they're going to begin to dispossess nations when God has been faithful to that promise because our founders have been obedient to that promise to that vision. God gave our pastors a vision for the gang. God's anointed now generation. God's anointed now generation. And he has been faithful. He was faithful to it. Now he's the senior pastor one of our elders leading the movement. But he still bleeds for the gang. He still weeps for the gang. He's even brought, he brought a few years back. A few years ago, he brought a word to the gang that there is a third generation that God is raising up and that God is going to arise, and God is going to empower. That's your children. That's my children. That's our children. That God is beginning to move in their hearts. Why? Because they were obedient to the vision. We got to cry out to God so that God can drop it and when God drops it, you light up. You light up. See, some of you haven't been lit up yet. Hello. But God wants to light you up this morning. I say God wants to light you up this morning. Right now, you're, 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 your life is in shambles. But God wants to bring you to this altar and reveal to you what he's going to do, the miracle that he's going to do in your life, and it's going to light you up. You've been wanting somebody just to touch you, touch me, touch me, touch me. I was in San Diego one time, and I ministered, and I, I was during the altar call just laying hands on different guy. and then one guy just opened up his eyes, again. he went like that to me. <laughs> Who am I, I am nobody, I'm just the vessel, but I laid hands on him anyway. See but God wants to touch us. He wants to reveal to us what he wants us to do, and it will light you up. Some of you, your marriage is on the rocks. But today, God's going to perform a miracle in your marriage. Why? Because he's going to show you. He's going to show you what you need to do to turn that marriage around. And, man, you're going to see it nice and clear. It's going to light you up. You're going to go back. Hey. Why? Because you saw it. Some of you, your kids are lost. Your family's falling apart, but God says, I'm going to put it back together. Because the promise is not just for those that are saved. The promise is for you that is saved and have children that are unsaved, but I'm going to bring them back to the fold. I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to restore them. I'm going to bring them back in. They're not going to know how they got saved, but they're just going to know that God saved them through the power of the Holy Ghost. Some of you, your business is stuck, unprofitable. You're even contemplating closing it down. But God says, I got a vision for your business. And now that you're done trying all your little gimmicks, all your little giveaways, all your little strategy, Now I want you to come to me and cry out to me, and I'm going to show you. And I'm going to turn your business around. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do with that business. For some of you, you're going to see not just one business, but several businesses. Some of you are going to see a franchise. Hello, somebody. Imagine. Imagine, imagine, imagine a franchise where they're paying you now money to be able to use your name, to be able to use your brand, to be able to use your business, philosophy, and strategies. Why? Because we serve a great and a mighty God, a big God that is not limited in what he sees for our lives. Woo! Say whoo! <laughs> and that's what happens when God drops it in our heart. He'll drop it for your ministry. We're going mega. I say we're going mega. We are gonna serve thousands of people. But you gotta see it, and you gotta see it for your ministry. Hello, somebody. You got to see God entrusting you with more servants, more servers, more people. Why? That you can raise up some to be leaders, some to be teams, some to impact more people than you ever thought or imagined. If we just cry out to God, if we just get desperate like we heard Wednesday. Powerful message. We just get desperate. I was desperate for my marriage and God heard my cry. Uh, You need to get desperate for your life. You need to get desperate for your marriage. You need to get desperate for your family. You need to get desperate for your ministry. You need to get desperate. You need to get desperate. You need to get desperate. God says if you cry out to me, I will answer you and I will show you. God. So, once we have it, once we have the vision God wants to give us, there's five things that is required of it. Five things that vision requires. And I'm going to go through these real quick. So, get ready. I'm here with me. Number one. Vision requires we stay in tune with God. Vision requires that we stay in tune with God. You might say, why do we need to stay in tune with the Lord? Because God knows how to build our life. God knows how to build our marriage. God knows how to build our family. God knows how to build our business. And God knows how to build our ministry. We got to stay in tune with God. Psalms 127 verse 1 says, unless the Lord, unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Some of you have been trying it your way for too long. It's time to get away from your way and embrace God's way. It's time to stay in tune and listen. Once God gives us the vision and we become obedient to it, guess what? That never stops. Why? Because when you begin to move on it, then God begins to show you the next thing to do, and 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 the next thing to do. Thing to do. I I love, and I've seen it firsthand. South Africa. I was sitting one time with Pastor Chucky, and he shared with me, he goes, I go, how's it going? He started telling me. He goes, I go, man, that's great. He's telling all the great things. And then he said this, and as I was talking to my founder, he says, now all he does is ask, he, after I tell him everything that's going on, he, all he does is ask me, what's next? What's next? What's next? Why? Because God doesn't stop. God's not stopped in Philadelphia. God's not stopped in Cape Town. God's not stopped in Chino. God's not stopped anywhere all over the world. God hasn't stopped. He still has what's next. This is why we gotta stay in tune. Hello, somebody. Stay in tune. Not stay tuned. Stay in tune. Secondly, vision requires that we step out by faith. That we step out by faith. Say by faith. faith. Look at somebody and tell them by faith. faith. Isaiah 7.9 says this. If you are not firm in faith, then you will not be firm at all. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. What is faith? Simply trusting God. Putting our confidence in God. Not in our own understanding. Not in our own abilities. Not even in our experience. Somebody say, man. But it's putting our trust in the Lord. That he, what he did over here, he's going to do it again over here, but in a different manner, in a different way, in a bigger way, in a more accelerated way, in a, in a way that's going to glorify him. Hello, somebody. See, we, we got to step up by faith. The problem with some of us is that we know what God wants us to do. We've seen what God wants us to do. But we're sitting on it. We're sitting on it. We're not doing anything with it. See, nothing's going to happen until you step out. If you have it, then the next step is step out. Get out of this comfort zone. Get out of what you know and now step into the unknown. Step into the miraculous. Step into God's realm. Hello, somebody. See, some of you know what it's going to, God's shown you how to get your marriage together, but you're not doing anything with it. Hello? God might have showed you, go get counseling. No, that's not for me, bro. Why? Because our pride gets in the way. Huh? God, some of us, God shows us what he wants to do in our family, but we're we're not moving on it because now we got to unveil that maybe our family isn't all together. Hello? Maybe it ain't all that in a bag of chips. But that's all right if we humble ourselves. He says, I give grace to the humble. I exalt the humble. When we humble ourselves, when we step out, listen, God begins to move. And so it takes faith. It takes, you know what, God, I don't see it. I mean, I see it, but I am a little scared, God. I'm a a little hurt, but you know what, I'm going to go for it anyway. 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 And the more you go for it, the stronger you get. The stronger the promise gets. The stronger the vision gets. The stronger what God is going to do gets. The stronger you start sensing that it's just around the corner. It's going to happen. It's going to come to pass. It's going to become reality. Why? Because you've taken that step of faith. The hardest step is always the first step. But once you take it, There ain't no turning back. Once you take it, there ain't no turning back. Why? Because you're standing not on yourself, but on God and his promises. Number three, faith requires that we give our all and stay focused on it. That we give our all and we stay focused on it. Colossians 3:17 says, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of who? Of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Huh? Doing it with all you give yourself fully. Don't don't just, okay, I'm I'm gonna step out, God, but I'm holding on to the rail. Huh? And and I'm gonna. Touch the water. Huh? Okay, that that feels pretty good. Okay, God. I'm still gonna hold on to the rail, but I'm gonna touch the water some more. It's like one time when I went roller skating. I do not know how to roller skate. Now some of you remember the T-birds. Okay. Most of you that are, you know. From 1990 or possibly 80 down, you, you never heard of the Thunderbirds. Back, but back in my days, there used to be a team called the T-Birds. And it was roller skating. And they show it on TV. And man, these guys be gliding, you know, and just going around that little circle, you know, and, and hitting people knocking them off at their feet. You know, and, and so one day, the church went roller skating. Amen, Richard. <laughs> I went roller skate. I put on my skate, Sister Kim. I, was, I, I envisioned it. I said, I can see myself. Brother, sister, I put that first step on that ring. <laughs> From that time on, I stood close to the wall (laughs) until, until I felt two hands get me from behind my back and pull me away from the wall. And I didn't even have a chance to look behind me because I started looking at what was in front of me. And my feet weren't moving now. You know, my my roller skates were moving. And man, I'm going faster and faster and faster and faster. And I hear somebody behind me laughing and laughing and laughing. And then they push me. And man, I'm seeing the wall get closer and closer and closer. Thank God. That I was observing, and I saw somebody go like this to kind of slow yourself down. So I said, I'm just going to do it. I closed my eyes, I put my foot down, and man, I stopped before the wall. I turned around, and Pastor Sonny's laughing. He is busting up. I said, Man, that's cool. I don't know how he got there. But all I know is that when you have vision, you got to give it your all. And you got to stay focused. Thank God I stayed focused on that wall. And I will stay focused on my foot. Or today I might have a different shaped nose. But you got to stay focused. See, some of you have become distracted. Some of you have been distracted. I I like what Paul says in in Acts 26, 19. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. In spite of his beatings, in spite of his imprisonment, in spite of his shipwrecks, in spite of his foodless nights, in spite of, you know, the the cold nights, in spite of all the opposition that came his way. And the different times that he got uh, whipped, you know, 39 times on his back. And even got stoned one time. Not high. He got stoned with rocks okay, hello, he got rocked literally but despite all that he went through he stayed focused on what God showed him to do and he expanded the kingdom of God in ways he never imagined himself to be able to expand the kingdom and listen you and I need to understand that distractions are going to come our way you know what things are going to come our way challenges are going to come our way opposition is going to come our way but all that is to build us and not to deter us, not to get us off track, not to sway us away from what God has prepared for all those that love him and are called according to his purpose listen my friend, no matter the opposition, so you stepped out by faith restore your marriage and now there's opposition, don't give in to that opposition, but stand on the promise of God, that God is going to restore it God's going to restore your family God's going to expand your business God's going to move in your ministry Don't get distracted. Don't let anything deter you from what God is doing. What God is doing. What God has begun to do. Some of you, you've been feeling the stirring in your heart and in your spirit during this time. Don't let anything rob you of that. Just stick to it. Keep focused. Keep giving yourself to it. Because in God's time, you'll reap the results. Number four, we get others involved. Vision requires that we get others involved. The day we realize I can't do this by myself is the day we will value people. The day we say I can't do this by myself is the day we will value people. Ephesians 4.16 says it like this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Look at somebody in town. We're one body. And we fit perfectly. It says as each part does its own special work Look at someone and tell them, you're special. Look at somebody else and tell them, you're special. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Hello. Vision requires that we get others involved. That's why if you don't know what to do with your life, But God's shown you, or maybe, like me, I got told, you have this issue with your your life. And I said, you're right. And I stopped, and I went to my leader, and I said, look, I have this problem. What do I do? And the leader said, guess what? 95% of men have that problem. This is what you need to start doing. I said, okay. Okay and I started doing what he told me to do. I started getting, being accountable to him and letting him know how it was going. I began, you know what, to just share my heart because I wanted everything that God had for me. I wanted what God had showed me, that he was going to raise me, that he was going to use me, that this is where he wanted me. And I wanted that more than anything else because God showed it to me a month later and I stuck to it. When I had problems, I went to my leader. When I have marital issues, now I have people that we can go to. Why? Because there are people that God will bring your way when you're serious about doing what God chose you to do, and God will bring you the right people, and those people will help you to grow, those people will help you to overcome, those people will help you to get victorious, those people will help you to get to where they're at, so that you can help somebody else later on to get where you're at, and get where you're at, and get where you're at, and that's what God wants to do. We are not an island, my friend. We are a body made up of many members. To do what? To partner with each other. To help each other to fight together, to overcome together so that we can grow healthy, love and love and look, do what God has called us to do. My God. Lastly, as they come to the piano. Vision requires we stay in tune with God. Vision requires we step out by faith. Vision requires that we get of our own and stay focused on it. Vision requires that we get others involved. And lastly, vision requires that we keep growing. Vision requires that we keep growing. Growing means change. The day we stop changing is the day is the day we'll stop growing. God wants to grow us. You know why? You know why? Because the vision that he gives to our life and for our life and our family and our marriage and our ministry and our business and our movement, the vision that God gives us will never stop. Evolving. It will never stop evolving. It will never, ever stop evolving. And we see it firsthand, especially those of us that have been around for years. Right, Pastor Titus? East LA for Jesus. It's now an international movement. Because the ministry has evolved. But it's not stopping there. It started with one generation. And now we're preaching about the fourth, fifth, and sixth generation. As we raise this third generation. Why? Because the vision will never stop evolving. You might just say, man, I just want to clean up, get my act together, and never go back to my old way of living. And God says, I'll do that for you. But I got much more. I got much more. You're going to be a world shaker. You're going to be a trailblazer. You're going to be a business owner. But, man, I was just a dope dealer. That's right. What the enemy intended for evil... I'm going to turn it around for good. You ain't going to be dealing dope no more. You're going to be providing resources that will change people's lives as you also take the resources that I bring to your hands and you begin to utilize them to furtherance the kingdom of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll make you that franchise owner. I'll give you that business that everybody will hear about, that they'll just start talking about. Man, have you tried this barbershop over here? Have you tried this hair salon over here? Have you tried, you know what, this business over here? Have you tried our roofer? Have you tried, you know what, our, our salesperson? Man, have you tried our marketing, you know what, business? Listen, and God will begin to get that word out just because he's with you. And that's what he promised you. Oh, man, you know what? Man, I never thought I could get my marriage together. But look at us now. Look at us now. Look at us now. We're standing together. And God says, hey, listen. Listen. Listen, I I didn't put you together just so that you can enjoy each other. But what I did in you, now you got to tell somebody. You got to start a a V group for marriages. You got to start a ministry for marriages. You got to get out and you got to start getting other marriages and bringing them home because of what I did for you. You got to grow. Got to change. Growing character. Bible says that David, in Psalm 78, verse 72, David shepherded them with a heart of integrity. If we are leaders in this house, and we are leaders of this movement, we've got to shepherd the people with a heart of integrity. It's not about us. It's all about them. It's caring genuinely for them. It's caring for their development genuinely. And it's impl- imparting into their lives till they become all that God wants them, wants them to become. We've got to grow in competence, which means skills. We've got to become skilled people. That same scripture says this, Psalm 78, 72 says, they were shepherded them with the integrity of heart. With skilled hands he led them. Skilled hands. Hands that knew how to build people. Hands that knew how to impart into people. Eyes that looked at people not as normal people, but seeing the potential of God in their life. See the strengths of their life. See them for who they God has called them to be and not what they currently are. So that when we talk to them, we'll tell them and we'll share it with them and it'll change their life. Skilled. Knowing how to use our words to build and not to destroy. Knowing how to shepherd and, and disciple. Come. God wants you to work with you because He's got a great place that He wants to take you to. Got a growing capacity, the ability to handle more. I close with this scripture as we all stand. Listen to this verse, no one moving around, please. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Today, say today. This is God speaking through Moses. I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. All that you would choose life. So that you and your descendants might live. So that you and your descendants might live. It doesn't say here whether they're still part of the the congregation in a sense. God says that you and your descendants, no matter where they're at, might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him. There it is again. Obeying Him and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. This is the key to your life. This is the key to your life. life. And if you love me and obey the Lord you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham Isaac, Jacob, Pastor Sonny Pastor Sonny Jr I I was going to call him Pastor Cruz this is the key This is the key, God says. That if you take the key and you obey and love and serve God, it will unlock, 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 it will unlock. unlock. All of God's blessings upon you. Your marriage, your family, your children, your children's children to the thousandth generation until he comes back. The choice is yours. God holds the key, God is making the key available, but the choice is yours. From all over this place, you say, God, I want that key. I want to see my marriage change. I want to see my, my life change. I want to see my family change. I want to see my business change. I want to see my ministry change. Then from all over this place, I'm going to ask you to come. As they sing this song, I'm going to ask you to come. See our church to keep all the doors closed. We're not done here. Close those doors. There's people's lives on the balance. There are people's lives on the balance. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every heart right now that you are speaking to that are still in their seats because they see, God, they know that you want to better their lives. Lord, they're afraid, they're, they're, they're holding back, they're not sure. God, break that, destroy that. God, let them take the key today that will change their lives, that will change their family, that will change their whole circumstance. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Listen, if you're still in your seat, but God is prompting you, God is beating your, making your heart beat fast, or you just feel uncomfortable, there's no rest, there's no peace, then I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat. I don't care if it's one or a million, but I'm going to ask you to come to this place, and I'm going to ask you to come and meet God and let God meet you this morning as they sing it again. Come on, get out of your seat this morning. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viocino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, Let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Gino.